Hey, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Chris Maloney back with you for another edition of CWN Weekly, episode number 20, uh, coming to you on Wednesday, uh, December the 30th, 2020, of course. And uh, unfortunate news, of course, uh, this past Boxing Day, which is going to be the theme of the show. Um, I tell you this, so episode 20, uh, you know, uh, December 30th, I, I had all these plans to do, uh, you know, basically a 2020 year in review, uh, 2021 predictions as far as what I thought was going to happen. Uh, obviously, the news of the week, Canadian independent wrestling, mixed martial arts, all the sort of jazz, uh, all the same stuff I normally do on this show. And then news of December 26th hit. And uh, it's weird because it, it hit me um, probably worse than I expected it to. And when I say that, uh, uh, no disregard to, uh, you know, some of the talent that, uh, you know, has passed away this year. Um, but the fact is, when it comes down to it, when you think about the Owen Hearts and you think about the Eddie Guerreros, and to me personally, I think about the Ultimate Warrior, um, Brody Lee, to me, was one of those guys, the more I thought about his character, about his persona, about his perseverance, um, the more it hit me. And then you read all the tributes that had happened online as far as Twitter and Instagram, and obviously the um, you know the the big uh, uh, stories that took place as far as the promotions websites went, uh, the news outlets went, and it's um, it hit me uh, probably harder than expected. And you know it's um, in saying that, obviously you can see the the graphics are in purple. Uh, you know with regards to the Dark Order, uh, I've got the elite. Uh, t-shirt behind me. I've got a Maple Leafs uh, uh, baseball hat uh, that is my wife's <laughs> that I will never wear. But uh, in, in honor of uh, Brody Lee, uh, John Huber, uh, I've decided to put that up there as well as NHL 20 for the Xbox uh, One, uh, which has Austin Matthews on the cover. Again, <laughs> not a Leafs fan. I'm a Sens fan, diehard Ottawa Senators fan. But the fact is, um, a lot of the pictures that you see of Brody Lee, Mr. John Huber, um, you know, Leafs had rocking and, uh, you know, um, Kevin Owens of all people had put out uh, a picture today of him being at the Winnipeg airport and seeing a moose and it was like a statue of a moose and he just had to get a picture of it. So anyways, with that being said, obviously news broke on boxing day, uh, Brody Lee, uh, passes away. Uh, rest in peace, Brody Lee, John Huber, 1979 to 2020, all the old uh, wrestling family is heartbroken in an industry filled with good people. John Huber was exceptionally respected and beloved in every way. A fierce and captivating talent, a thoughtful mentor, and simply a very kind soul that starkly contradicted his persona as Mr. Brody Lee. Uh, John's love for his wife, Amanda, and children Bro uh, Brody and Nolan was evident to all of us who were fortunate to spend time with him. And we send our love and support to his beautiful family today and always. Uh, John's popularity among his peers and influence on the wrestling world was worldwide and transcended AEW, uh, so the loss will be felt by many for a long time. We were privileged at AEW to call John Huber a brother, a friend, and one of our own. So again, my thoughts and prayers are with him, his family, uh, his kids, the AEW uh, you know, roster, so to speak. Um, I know all the tributes I've seen online. Um, have absolutely been amazing, absolutely stunning. 
uh, you know, in saying that, uh, you know, I've done what I can behind me there to to tribute how I can to uh, the late John Huber. You know, you see the Cody uh, Funko Pop, the Kenny Omega Funko Pop. Uh, you know, the uh, the Leaf stuff going on, the uh, the Slam Wrestling book by Greg Oliver with Kenny Omega on it as well. Uh, the ROH fanny pack <laughs> of all things that I picked up last summer at the uh, Madame Athletic Center, informally known as uh, uh, Maple Leaf Gardens. And of course, you know, I've got the the SSB, uh, Stu Grayson, as well as um, uh, Evil Uno t-shirt uh, going on tonight. So um, this will not be a regular show. I tell you that uh, this will be uh, basically a tribute uh, to uh, the one and only John Huber, uh, Brody Lee. I will follow it up with, uh, you know, relevant wrestling news for the week, uh, which uh, was important. And then at the very end of the episode, I was privileged, honored uh, to have the one and only Mark Mandrake uh, join me earlier today for an interview. And, uh, you know, he was like, you know, we'll go 10, 15 minutes. <laughs> but the end of the interview, we went, uh, we ended up going 27 minutes uh, uh, together there. Uh, Mark Mandrake uh, was a name I recognized back in the day uh, from the Ontario independent wrestling uh, scene. Um, you know, he, uh, him and his wife uh, moved to Florida. Uh, you know, for uh, greater pastures, so to speak. But uh, anytime, you know, back in 2006-ish, I think, um, you know, I, anytime I had the uh, the honor to, to speak with him, to just say hello, to watch one of his matches, um, you know, he was always courteous and, and, and grateful. And just he, he has, I'll tell you this, he hasn't changed in 14, 15 years. Uh, still a very nice guy. And, uh, you know, thoughts and prayers are with him and his wife. Um, uh, the reason I bring up Mark Mandrake, uh, me personally, is because of the fact when I think back to my original podcast I did way back in the mid-2000s, which was OWR Ontario Wrestling Recap. I had the honor of in interviewing him and his wife. Uh, Danielle's her real name, but Fer uh, Ferrari was her, her uh, gimmick name, so to speak, her wrestling name. And I had both of them on the show at the same time, and that was 2006. I got to see if I can find the interview because I want to see, <laughs> I want to see how much uh, I've, I've gained as far as confidence goes in doing my interviews since uh, since 2006. But um, uh, like I said, I had the honor to interview them back in 2006, and when the news broke uh, that Brody Lee, uh, John Huber, had passed away, uh, to me, one of the first people I had thought of was uh, Mark Mandrake and his wife. Reason for it. If you go onto Facebook, uh, there was a picture that was relevant to me of Mandrake and his wife, Danielle, just hanging out. And they're hanging out beside this guy named John Huber. Uh, you know, obviously, uh, Luke Harper, uh, you know, um, uh, uh, Brody Lee. But uh, to me, it was it was interesting. It was unique because I was like, here you see a guy who's like six foot five, 275 pounds. This beast of a man, this monster, you know, just sitting there chilling, just sort of like a like a regular family man. Uh, with Mark Mandrake and, and Danielle uh, Ferrari. And uh, to me, it was kind of like, you know, there's there's more to a wrestler than we know uh, as fans. And and simply put, that's that's all I am as a fan. Even if I was a journalist, and this will play in in probably about five, 10 minutes, but even if, if I was a journalist, I'd still be kind of like, hey, that's really cool, you know? You get to see the man outside of the character, the wrestling character, of course. But the fact is, with all the tributes and everything that came down, um, it was absolutely amazing to hear about uh, John Huber uh, as, a, as a performer, as a family man, as a father, as a husband, as a human being. I mean, there, there, there wasn't a, a thing I, I, I saw since uh, Boxing Day, which would have been Saturday, and now it being Wednesday, of, of any negativity except for one 
basically butthead. Um, and I will touch base on that, like I said, about 10 minutes or so. But the fact is, when it comes down to the character of John Huber, um, you know, as a performer, as well as a human being, the fact is, when it comes down to it, uh, we should all uh, try to adhere to being even half the man uh, that he was, you know. You will hear the interview with Mark Mandrake, um, you know, just uh, roughly about 20 minutes from now. But the fact is, when it comes down to it, he shared some stuff off the air with me uh, that just kind of made me smile, you know, just uh, again, talking about the character of who John Huber was outside of the ring. And you can see it and you can see it through the tributes and this and that. You know, there was one that was posted today. And it's Matt Hardy and he's sitting there. He's getting stitched up. And it was somebody who's doing a video. And all of a sudden, next thing you know, Huber comes in and he like photo bombs you know but it was on video it was like one of the coolest things in the world but it just you can see what he was like um you know mandrick shares a story about i think i, I think this made the air about his wedding uh and huber's just personality coming out at, at mark mandrick's own wedding you know and it was uh, uh to me it just it makes me smile you know and it's uh, exactly what i want to have uh, mark mandrick on the show just to hear some personal stories and and remember that outside of the character that we saw on tv there was a human being who passionately loved his family, passionately loved his friends, his his, uh, his fans, and, and obviously his kids. So, um, you know, again, like I said, this is a Brody, tri uh, Brody Lee tribute show uh, going on here. But like I said, we'll do an interview with Mark Mandrake that was pre-recorded earlier today in about 20 minutes time. But I just want to get to some of the stuff that uh, was uh, uh, put out there this week. So WWE released their own statement with regards to Brody's passing. Uh, obviously referring to him as uh, Luke Harper. WB Superstars and, Le and Legends remember uh, John Huber, so name dropped him there. Um, everywhere from Triple H to Stephanie McMahon to Braun Strowman to Drew McIntyre, Seamus Bailey, Adam Edge Copeland, Randy Orton, Natty by Nature, which is obviously Natalia, uh, Florida Man, which is uh, Big E, uh, you know, Florida Man again. Uh, you know, uh, Andrade, Apollo, the list goes on and on and on and on. You've got everybody from Jason Jordan in there to Stu Bennett, uh, Wade Barrett, of course, to Roddy Strong, to uh, uh, Ricochet, to William Regal, to Adam Pierce. Like it just it continues on and on. And it's absolutely amazing to see. And that was just one side of the spectrum, so to speak. That was WB Universe, you know what I mean? That was where he was Luke Harper, the Wyatt family, obviously. Um, and then all of a sudden you see the ROH tributes pour out, the AEW tributes pour out, the uh, independent wrestling community tributes pour out. Um, everybody from Kevin Bennett, who you've heard me talk about on the show before and any other show I've ever done, you know, I'm a huge fan of Kevin Bennett, uh, one of my uh, top two independent stars here in Canada I absolutely love. And you hear about him talking about uh, Brody Lee. Uh, Kevin Blackwood uh, did uh, um, a photo of Brody Lee and all the proceeds. And that's through, I think, a, a website called Big Cartel. But all the proceeds are going to uh, John Huber's family. You hear about the stuff from CM Punk and uh, Pro Wrestling Tees, which the elite shirt behind me is from Pro Wrestling Tees. Um, but you hear about all the proceeds from CM Punk's shirts going to the Huber family. Um, it's absolutely amazing, the wrestling community, how much they have basically taken over social media with tributes to uh, uh, John Huber, uh, Brody Lee, uh, you know, so uh, that being said, that like I said, that was only WB tributes. Uh, Bray Wyatt uh, posted something. I'm going to read this because um, this, to me, when you think of Luke Harper, to me in the WWE, you think obviously Eric Rowan, you think sometimes about Braun Strowman, but to me, it's always going to be. Uh, you know, 
Bray Wyatt and Luke Harper. So Wyndham Rotunda and, uh, you know, uh, obviously John Huber. But um, <laughs> the picture, that he, he posts a few photos. And if you go to cwonline.ca, you can see some of them there. But this was uh, courtesy of his official Instagram account. And the one is the two of them. And they've got this kid crying in the middle. And and Bray looks like he's having the time of his life, just like like you know, basically he looks like almost like he's marking out that he made this kid cry. I don't know what the backstory about this kid is. Uh, and then John Huber uh, is sitting there, uh, you know, uh, Luke Harper, so to speak, and just he's got this puzzled look on his face, looking at this kid. But this kid is just crying. And to my knowledge, I don't think it's it's one of Luke Har Harper's kids. Um, but I'm not, it might actually be Bray Wyatt, uh, uh, Sutter or some, uh, something like that. But the fact is when it comes down to it, it's just, it's this terrified look from this kid. It's just, it's, um, uh, it's kind of, you have the characters, but then you have the human beings. You can see the human beings in both of these guys faces. So Bray Wyatt, Luke Harper, so to speak, but the, the image alone is absolutely just, it's, it's stunning. But like I said, cdbonline.ca or the official account of Wyndham Rotunda, um, but Bray goes on to say this, he goes, you were my best friend, my brother, my partner, my Terry Gordy. Uh, we changed this whole game because we refused to do it any other any way but our our way. Uh, we were always at our best when we were a team. I think we both knew it. We fought like brothers because we were. I'm so goddamn pissed. This isn't how it's supposed to be. It was supposed to be sorry. It was supposed to be us, fat, bald, and useless, running wide family spots in high school gyms in our 70s. Uh, where do we go now? Uh, what do I know? What do I do knowing I'll never hear your condescending sarcasm as I'm riding high? I miss you so effing much already. I would do anything, just uh, live through our worst moments again. I can't believe you're gone. I'm so sorry, brother. I'm so sorry. Uh, you will always be a part of me, whether or I like it or not. Without you, everything is different. I hope Amanda truly knows that I'm here, uh, not just to say it, but because I love them too. I will make sure your son knows the incredible man you were. Not the legends people will tell uh, but the real you that very few people got to see. I promise I'll put him over clean and dark matches when he's old enough, just like I promised. Uh, winky face, I'm hurting so bad. I wish I had the chance to say goodbye, but then again, it's Saturday, and you know what that means. Save me a seat next to you. Uh, wherever you are, that's where I belong. I'll be there in my time. Goodbye forever, Brody. I love you. Uh, signed, Wyndham. Uh, so obviously, <laughs> trying to read a, a statement by, by Bray Wyatt, and I'm getting choked up, but... Um, uh, you, you get to know the, the term uh, goodbye forever. Brody, uh, uh, Luke, um, uh, John used to say that to people. And it was his way, from what I understand, of saying to people, and just in case I never see you again, goodbye forever. But that's not necessarily what it meant. It also meant it's time for me to basically take off, be with my family um, for a matter of hours, for a matter of days, whatever the case may be, uh, to go home and just basically be John um, uh, Huber, so to speak. And uh, with regards to saying that, he'd say it all the time to people. And a lot of references to that phrase, goodbye uh, forever. I think Mandrake actually, uh, he comments on that phrase as well, that John used to say that. But um, that was really, like, like I said, that was released by Bray Wyatt. Evil Uno made a comment, uh, being the elite this week, uh, the whole uh, topic was Brody. So you had uh, Alex Reynolds and John Silver uh, made comments and and put Brody over like he was the the greatest per person in the world. And 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 you know, uh, honest to God, he you know he basically sounds like he was uh, in helping careers and everything else. Like he's been around for a long time. I think 17, 18 years of the career that he's had. 
And then when it comes down to it, he was always willing to help out those young guys there. Uh, Seth Rollins made a comment on, I think it was Instagram as well. Uh, John Moxley did an interview with Sports Illustrated referring to the character, uh, some of the memories he had of John Huber. Um, Slam Wrestling uh, put an article, John Huber, great wrestler and even better person. So check that out there if you get a chance. I'm going to read one more as far as uh, social media went because I think this was important as well. So this was Eric Rowan on the passing of Brody Lee. And the picture that was on Instagram was uh, the two of them sitting beside each other on a bus on an airplane. Uh, Rowan with a mean look on his face <laughs> and Harper, uh, uh, John Huber just giving the finger. So, uh, just, uh, I, you know, just him being playful, uh, uh, you know, as, as far as a human being goes again. But um, uh, when it comes down to it, uh, this was what uh, Eric Redbeard, uh, Eric Rowan released on uh, on social media there. Heartbroken and numb. Just someone I think my eyes have dried. I think of you and begin to cry again. I have lost not only a friend, but a brother. I struggled last night with many emotions and memories. John meant more to me than he will ever know. I remember clearly all the loops we had uh, during our years on the road together. Uh, he would always look forward to getting home to his family. After every loop, uh, after every, uh, where am I? After every, every loop, he would say to me goodbye forever because he would want one, his one or two days with them to feel like forever. So the reference there. Uh, one thing he taught me through his own actions was to be a better father and husband. He was one of a kind in everything he did. Great performer, great father, great husband, great friend, and all around amazing human. Uh, my heart goes out to everyone who was touched by his greatness. My deepest condolences to his family. Uh, John, this is not goodbye forever, but goodbye for now. I will see you on the other side, my brother. I love you. So that comes from Eric Rowan there. Um, it's, you know, really interesting with regards to Eric Rowan because of the fact is when you listen, I think it was an interview he had done with uh, Chris, Van uh, Chris Van Vliet. And um, Van Vliet uh, got into the subject of the two of them teaming. Apparently, they hate each other uh, in the beginning. And then I guess uh, Harper uh, Huber grew on Eric Rowan there. Uh, so in saying that, uh, you know, they became best friends, best buddies, uh, very close. Uh, but uh, interesting to, to hear about uh, Rowan not necessarily getting along with Huber. I think you got to go back and find the interview because he, he goes into detail about uh, the reasons for it. It's something to do with uh, he, you know, he liked to be alone and, and Huber snored or whatever the case may be. But uh, it was an interesting story. I chuckled, uh, you know, when I when I uh, heard the interview. But uh, I, I, like I said, I think it was Chris Van Vliet. So I go back and check that out. It'll be on YouTube. Um, but uh, Eric Rowan, I mean, arm in arm, when I think of Luke Harper back in the WWE, it was Bray Wyatt and, and, and obviously Eric Rowan uh, beside him as well. Um, I'm going to say this because I heard somebody mention it earlier today. Uh, but with regards to where does the dark order go from here? I think it was that same interview. Rowan was saying he was getting into acting. Uh, you know, he was uh, basically happy with Harper doing what he was doing uh, as Brody Lee, as far as the dark order goes. But I think once all of this is settled down and maybe it's a couple months from now, I think if there's anybody at all to take over the door, uh, the dark order, it's going to be Eric Rowan. Uh, he is basically a free agent at this point. And if they were to continue the dark order, um, who is a better fit in, in to me personally than Eric Rowan to basically take over the dark order? Uh, you know, the size that the two of those guys were the gentle giants, so to speak. 
but uh, just the uh, the pop, so to speak, from the wrestling fans around the world to see Eric Rowan unmask or, you know, to take off that hood. And next thing you know, it's it's him underneath. It would just make logical sense to me. I'm not saying to have it happen this year or even the next couple of months, but I'm saying if they ever want to continue with the exalted one, you know, with somebody else to take the power, somebody else to take the lead, Eric Rowan, to me, would be uh, the logical uh, person to, to, you know, to do that there. So. We'll have to wait and see as far as what they do with Dark Order, uh, but uh, that is uh, for another time there. Uh, other Brody Lee, uh, John Huber news. Um, this here, I will basically put in a nutshell that um, I'll tell you this. So I had the honor for about four months in my life uh, back in 2018, late 2018, uh, early 2019. Uh, so just about two years ago to write for PW Torch and um um, I was a contributor. Uh, my job for PW Torch was to write uh, columns with regards to New Japan Pro Wrestling weekly overview. So it's basically taking uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling, taking the week that was, putting it all into a column, uh, social media, upcoming events, results, uh, obviously Wrestle Kingdom being part of that as well, and putting it all into basically one column for the week and then continuing. So I think I'd done, uh, timing-wise as well, but I think I'd done 13 uh, in a matter of four months and just, you know, uh, commitments, family, uh, you know, real life, everything else. And I, I had to, you know, send a, an email to Wade Keller and basically saying, you know, thank you very much for the opportunity, but I've got to step back. And that was, like I said, about two years ago. Well, the reason I bring up the torch is because of this. Um, I have got nothing but the utmost respect for Wade Keller and what has happened in the past 48 hours. Bruce Mitch, uh, Mitchell shot off his mouth with regards to stuff he shouldn't have been talking about. As a wrestling fan, I know there is boundaries. As uh, you know, a wrestling journalist, I'm sure those same uh, boundaries exist for like the real kind of wrestling journalist, like a Sean Ross Sapp, or you know, even Wade Keller himself, a Brian Alvarez, a Greg Oliver, uh, somebody who called out Bruce Mitchell was John Powell from Slam Wrestling basically wrote an article um, titled Matt Matters, and the article was say, is titled, uh, where are we here? Uh, Matt Matters, Mitchell's Brody Lee rant was irresponsible and uh, repugnant, and he basically went into um, uh, you know detail about uh, what he thought as far as Bruce Mitchell goes. Mitchell would not back down uh, to the point that uh, there was statements made by uh, you know, various wrestlers, uh, you know, uh, such as Chris Hero got involved. Uh, Brody Lee's wife, uh, John Huber's wife, mourning right now, had to get involved with this. Um, and, you know, uh, you know, point being made is this. Bruce Mitchell shot off his mouth after 30 years of being with the torch, wouldn't sh uh, shut down, wouldn't apologize, wouldn't basically take a step back and be like, you know, hey, wait, wait a second, maybe I am out of line. Basically, was like, oh, I'm going to be this big, tough dude. Well, since then, he has been fired by the torch. I commend Wade Keller for that. He has uh, deactivated his Twitter, uh, which he was so friggin' tough on. And uh, I will tell you this as uh, somebody who has been a wrestling fan since the time I was about three years old, so 41 years now, I have never been a fan of Bruce Mitchell. I saw him at, um, I think it was a StarCast. It was him and Wade Keller. And uh, Brian Alvarez and Dave Meltzer all on the panel and Mitchell just looked like an arrogant jackass. And that's uh, that's honestly my opinion about that. So to me, I was talking to my wife about it. And, you know, I, I think I made a comment on my my personal Twitter account as far as uh, my, my wrestling name, so to speak, goes. 
um, and said, you know, hey, it's uh, I, I think basically Wade Keller and PW Torch should cut ties with you. And then sure enough, within a matter of hours, that's exactly what happened. So um, thoughts and prayers, uh, you know, with uh, uh, John Huber's wife, uh, his kids uh, for having to put up with that nonsense there. But it wasn't right. And Mitchell would not back down. And basically, when you have other wrestling journalists, uh, such as John Powell from Slam Wrestling, basically saying, hey, look, you're being wrong right now. Uh, you know, basically shut up and, 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 and you know, um, you know, apologize and he wouldn't do it. And I, I was talking to my wife tonight. I was like, you know, worst case scenario, um, I guess best case scenario. The fact is, with regards to Bruce Mitchell, um, he, Wade Keller should, uh, should have suspended him. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, you know, basically suspension and apologize and shut down on social media and then maybe bring you back eventually. But because Mitchell wouldn't shut down, he ends up getting fired after 30 years. Uh, you know, statements made, obviously, on PWTorch.com as well as other uh, wrestling media sites. And, uh, you know, he de uh, deactivates his Twitter. So uh, long story short, I've got the utmost respect for Wade Keller. Always have. Um, you know, ever since uh, two years ago, he gave me the opportunity to write for the torch. And, um Again, it's, uh, you know, it's, uh, I, I commend him for firing Bruce Mitchell. Uh, you know, it's just poor taste for what he did, but I will leave it at that there. So we're 28 minutes in, um, about 25 minutes, I think, as far as me talking goes uh, after the countdown timer there. But uh, I'm just going to run down the card for tonight. Uh, just briefly there for anybody who's uh, who's looking forward to AW, which is basically 100% of the wrestling world right now. And if I can load Twitter properly, not Facebook here, um, but uh, I've got uh, I'll have the card up in front of me just uh, momentarily here. Um, Jericho on commentary, obviously. Um, Taz made a comment. Temperature check for each AW show on the venue changes color all the time. When we are here, today is purple. He goes to the little things. So obviously, again, the references to CWN tonight with regards to the uh, purple banners, everything else, uh, in tribute to uh, the late John Huber there. Uh, so tonight, Jericho and commentary, we got six-man tag team dream match, uh, which is uh, Orange, Cassidy, Orange Cassidy 10 as well as Cody uh, taking on Team Taz, uh, team Taz which is Brian Cage, uh, uh, Will Hobbs, as well as Ricky Starks. Um, I've also got uh, Ana Jay and Taya Conte taking on Britt Baker and uh, uh, I always forget her name, Pen uh, Penelope uh, Ford. My apologies. Uh, another six-man uh, six tag team match, MJF. We got, uh, looks like Santana Ortiz taking on Hangman Page, John Silver, as well as Alex Reynolds of the Dark Order. Uh, speaking of the Dark Order, we've got Evil Unos, Stu Grayson, and uh, Lance Archer taking on Eddie Kingston. Uh, the Butcher and the Blade with the Bunny in the corner. And it looks like what's uh, maybe the main event tonight, uh, the Young Bucks and Colt Boom Boom Cabana uh, taking on Matt Hardy as well as Private Party there. So uh, that'll be interesting there. But uh, uh, honestly, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, apparently, all the matches were set up by minus one, I think they call him, which is uh, Brody brody jr so it's um it'll be an interesting show uh, i'm gonna have the I'll, I'll tell you this i'm gonna have the, the the beer in one hand and the kleenex box in the other hand because it's to me like i had mentioned it's uh synonymous with uh, me being an ultimate warrior fan but uh uh you know owen hart and and obviously eddie guerrero uh it's is what it reminds me of just all the the love and support and the tributes that have come out as far as uh, brody lee uh, you know, uh, Mr. Brody Lee, sorry, uh, but uh, John Huber goes. Um, 
promo video 22 seconds you can see it on cwnonline.ca or you can check it out on jericho chris jericho's uh, uh youtube but uh all he said was it's wednesday period you know what that means period so obviously reference to the one and only uh, uh brody lee there uh shivani uh there was talk i'm gonna bring this up well i'm gonna bring up one thing first so if you're interested they had done a rendition of brody lee's theme song um through two separate sources right now i think one was soundcloud and the other was bandcamp.com so it's called symphony uh, symphony uh, symphony if I can pronounce it right, Symphony and AEW, uh, Mr. Brody Lee Tribute. So it's about three minutes and 50 seconds in length. Um, you can download the digital track and donate uh, whatever you want to to it. Uh, so myself, I think I did $5 Canadian or something like that, which or $5 American, which is like $6 and something Canadian, still less than a Starbucks to, uh, but it's basically you, you know, you, you pay to download the MP3, uh, but it's like a donation. So you can basically put whatever price you want to there, but listen to the track several times today. And it's, it's honestly, it's one of the greatest theme songs of 2020. Uh, you can hear uh, uh, John Huber's uh, voice in there talking and then all of a sudden the, the Dark Order theme behind it. And it just, uh, it's, you know, it's, it's, uh, it gets you hyped up. It's one of those kind of cool themes as well uh, in honor of the, the late John Huber there. Uh, so, yeah, check that out. Like I said, Bandcamp.com or uh, SoundClub. What the link is through... Uh, the official Twitter feed of AEW, which is AEW or AEW on TNT. Uh, one of the other things that came out, and this was courtesy of Post Wrestling there. Uh, Tony Schiavone reveals that AEW signed Brody Lee's eight-year-old son to a contract. Uh, the picture, again, shows Brody Lee and <laughs> a bad, uh, basically, hockey uh, uh, hat there going on, but uh, posing with his son. I'm, a, I, like I said, a diehard Sens fan, but uh, I, can, I can respect him being a Leafs fan. Better than a Buffalo Sabres fan, I'll tell you that much there. Um, so, article says, on tonight's installment, AEW Dynamite, the company is playing tribute to the late John Huber, who wrestled under the name Brody Lee for All Elite Wrestling and Luke Harper for WWE. In the days since his passing, there have been tributes and stories shared from those close to him, such as Big E, Chris Harrington, Cesaro, Anna Jay, John Silver, Eddie Kingston, Seth Rollins, a being the elite episode dedicated to his life and tons more. Uh, after Brody's passing, Jim Ross posts a photo of him and John uh, Huber's oldest son, Brody Jr. at the Jacksonville, uh, Jacksonville Jaguars game. Fellow AEW announcer Tony Schiavone discussed the passing of Huber on What Happened When podcast with Conrad Thompson. Schiavone revealed the news that Bro uh, the AEW site Brody Jr. to a contract and he'll be joining the company when he becomes of age. <laughs> then it goes on to say he is currently eight years old, so it's going to be a while there. But uh, like I said, the article is available through postwrestling.com. I think F4W Online as well uh, mentioned the article there. Uh, but um, again, you know, and, and just to finish it off, so post-show uh, tonight for AEW has got Tony Schiavone and friends. So again, it'll be uh, a tribute to... Uh, the late John Huber there. But uh, for those that don't know too much about him, wrestling career-wise, or, you know, just him in general. So Jonathan Huber, 1979, he was born December 16th, uh, passed away on Boxing Day. Uh, then it goes, this all through Wikipedia, of course. Uh, Jonathan Huber was born December 16th, 1979, Rochester, New York. He attended uh, McQuaid, uh, J. Suit. Uh, high school and played lacrosse for four years. He also played hockey in independent youth leagues. Guy who's six foot five, man, <laughs> that would be tough. I never played lacrosse, but I did play rugby back in high school. And if I had to, you know, sit there and look at somebody who's uh, six foot five across me, I'd be like, yep, yeah, nope, done. Uh, he first got into wrestling as a backyard wrestler, performing under the ring name Hero Boy Number Two. 
with the likes of Colin Delaney and his real life brother who worked as Heber boy number one. Uh, Heber was eventually formally trained by Kirby uh, Marcos and Rick Matrix in Rochester, New York, and Tony Marmaluke. You got to say it with an Italian accent, Tony Marmaluke, <laughs> and uh, made his debut for Rock City Wrestling in 2003. Working under a mask again as Huber Boy number two. Uh, later that year, Unmasked and began working as Brody Lee for Rochester uh, Pro Wrestling. Came up with the name Brody Lee from the movie Mall Rats by con- combining the names of actors Jason Lee and his character Brody Bruce. Uh, through his style and appearance, have also brought comparisons to Bruiser Brody, mistakenly thinking the ring name was derived from Bruiser. Uh, throughout his time in RPW, which was later renamed to NWA Upstate and then again to NWA New York. Lee went to win multiple championships, including the heavyweight championship on three separate occasions, the tag team championship once and the television championship once, which he uh, proceeded to unify with the kayfabe dojo championship. Uh, Heber was described his original The Right Stuff gimmick and just having fun and being a cruiserweight. Uh, he also was known as Big Rig at one point of time as well, for those that don't know. Uh, but you want to talk about promotions this guy worked for? Chikara, 2007 to 2012. Squared Circle Wrestling, 2007 to 2012. Independent Circuit from 2008 to 2012, uh, which also included ROH, so Ring of Honor there. Uh, Jersey All Pro Wrestling 2009 to 2011, WWE Wyatt Family 2012 to 2014, uh, Intercontinental Championship uh, he won in 2014 to 15 there, Return of the Wyatt Family. So again, WWE career spanned a good I want to say four or five years at least there, and then obviously the Bludgeon Brothers was at the very end of that there. He had uh, sporadic appearances. Uh, where they talk about matches with uh, Sami Zayn, uh, Ricochet for the NXT North American Championship. I think Mojo Rawley was part of some of those feuds as well. And then Huber made his surprise debut for All Elite Wrestling under the, his Brody Lee ring name on the March 18th, 2020 episode of Dynamite, revealing himself as the Exalted One and the rest, folks, is history. So um, I've never had the opportunity to get to see him in an independent show, unfortunately. But I did get to see him at least once here in London, Ontario, uh, as part of a WB house show. So if I bring that up, it was exact date for those wondering. Uh, I think it would have been still when it was John Labatt Center, not Budweiser Gardens, but John Labatt Center. And that was uh, July 5th, 2014. And that was the Usos beating Luke Harper and Eric Rowan to retain the tag team titles. And the other uh, big match I remember from this night was uh, main event. Roman Reigns beat Bray Wyatt in a street fight. And I think uh, I think the end of the match, I think, was uh, Rowan putting Bray Wyatt through a, a table in the corner there, if I remember correctly, six years ago. But uh you know, I get a pretty good memory, so I, I can't say uh, I can't say too much about that. Um, anyways, guys, this has been, like I said, an interesting episode just simply because of the fact it's uh, I had something else planned, and I will talk about that at the end of the show just briefly there. Uh, but what I think I'm going to do now, and I had some stories lined up as well, but I just want to say this first. I want to say happy birthday to PCO. I think it was born 1967, I want to say. Uh, either way, it is his birthday today, so happy birthday to PCO there. NXT is on tonight. It'll be interesting to see if they do graphics. Uh, you know, I, 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 I was thinking about this, and honestly, during the market uh, magic interview I'd done, uh, with regards to Brody Lee and how WB Raw didn't do anything this past Monday. But I think what they might be doing is letting AEW uh, run their course this week, as in letting them pay tribute to the man first and then doing follow-ups from there. I don't think it was anything disrespectful from this past Monday night. I was kind of in the Brian Myers kind of uh, realm where I was kind of like, man, that sucked. They should have done more. But in saying that, I think it came down to the fact that AEW, uh, you know, WB said, hey, look, 
guys do your thing, pay tribute to the guy properly because he, you know, he was uh, your wrestler, uh, you know, and uh, I think that's maybe what they're going to do. I think NXT will touch on it tonight. Uh, but the fact is, when it comes down to it, I think AEW uh, was more or less given the go-ahead by WWE to say, hey, you know, this is uh, your superstar. This is your star. Uh, you know, please play respect to him, and then we'll do our stuff later. Um, so I think that's honestly what it came down to. Um, AEW Games uh, 2.0 show uh, got moved to January 6th for any of the gamers out there. Um, other than that, WWE Raw finishes its highest viewership mark since uh, November 23rd, so that was good for them. Alpha and Tasmo to debut new entrance theme at Wrestle Kingdom. I'll get into a little bit of Wrestle Kingdom talk at the very end of the show there. And then Damien 666's wife, Bestia 666's mother, uh, passed away. And that was, uh, I just read that right before the show. Um, uh, the show came on today. But in saying that, um, rest in peace, John Huber, uh, Brody Lee, uh, you know, Luke Harper. Um, you know, it's, uh, all the tributes coming out this week. And like I said, I'm going to have a beer in one hand tonight and a Kleenex box in the other hand. And it's just, it's going to be the way it is. And, uh, uh, that's all I got to say about that. But, um, I'm going to shut down some of these banners here. Um, get rid of this one, get rid of this one. I'm going to get rid of, where is it here? This one here. And then basically I'm going to do a share screen. I'm going to remember to turn on the audio. And uh, I'm going to play the interview with Mark Mandrake. I had the honor of doing earlier today um, on uh, here on StreamYard. But uh, Mark was an honor, a privilege to be able to interview. He uh, goes into Brody Lee's character, Johnny Huber's character, you know, outside of the ring, inside of the ring. And uh, it's uh, it's amazing there just to, uh, you know, to have the opportunity to uh, to interview um Mark. So guys, I will be back at the end of the interview. The interview is about 27 minutes long. Don't worry. You will not miss AEW tonight because I'm not going to miss AEW tonight. But uh, here is the interview for everybody. Feel free to comment uh, as well to let me know what you think. Uh, but guys, enjoy the interview here. Hey, ladies and gentlemen. So it's been quite a while. I'd say probably maybe 14, 15 years since of uh, touch base with uh, our guest coming up here. Uh, people knew him on the Ontario independent wrestling scene as the one and only Mark Mandrake. Uh, moved to Florida, I want to say maybe 13 years ago, maybe 12 years ago, uh, something like that. But uh, I had the uh, honor of interviewing him way back in the day uh, alongside uh, uh, his uh, his sidekick Ferrari there. And uh, it's uh, it's been a while, but um, with the dedication, the tribute show right now uh, to the one and only Brody Lee, John Huber, I'm going to bring him in. He is the suicide messiah, as some people know him, uh, the one and only Mark Mandrake. Mark, how are you doing today? Hey, Chris. Good to see you. I'm doing good. Thank you for having me on. So well, I kind of uh, wish you were under better circumstances, but, you know, hey, um, you know, it's good to see you regardless. Yeah. So I was uh, I was telling Mark uh, a couple of days ago, I said, uh, when, you know, the news uh, uh, broke that uh, Brody uh, John had passed away. Uh, one of the first people I thought of was, was Mark. And uh, the reason for it, uh, it was this one picture I had seen online. It was just uh, Mark and his uh, 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 Ferrari, like I said, Danielle, uh, just chilling. And uh, who's beside them but the one and only Brody Lee, you know. And it's uh, just uh, one of those things outside of the ring that uh, kind of like, oh, you know, it's uh, uh, the friendships, the the bonds, the um, – uh, uh, the relationships that you form in the wrestling business. Um, I'm, I'm gonna. Uh, we'll do this first. Maybe a, just a little bit of a backstory on you, uh, as far as the wrestling business goes here in Ontario, and then what uh, what made you move to Florida way back in the day? 
Um, well, it's interesting with with Ontario because at the time when we started wrestling in Ontario, there really wasn't many um, Americans that were accepted in Ontario. Uh, it was actually difficult. I mean, to the point where at one show I was dressed up as Santa Claus and the sports generation beat the hell out of Santa Claus. You know, <laughs> and I'm like rushing to keep the 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 you know the the beard and everything on. Um, so a lot of that had to do with the sports generation helping us out a lot. And then we ran OSPW in New York, uh, for, you know, when it first began. And of course the first people we, we brought in was the sports generation, you know, Eddie Osborne, uh, Jesse Jones, you know, Elian Habanero. Um, uh, you know, at the time, you know, it, it's funny. I, I joke about Sean Spears when, when I didn't know who Sean Spears was, you know, I mean, I, I knew him. But he really hadn't made an impact on the scene yet. And Eddie Osborne brought him to a show. So I'm like, well, here, kid, you can work camera and stuff like that. You know, and he wanted to get in the ring before the show to work out. And I watched and I'm like, oh, dude, you, you next show you are not doing camera work. You're wrestling, you know. Um, and, I mean, we see where he is now. He's doing wonderful in AEW. And he had a great run in WWE, you know, as the perfect 10. We moved down to Florida primarily – this is funny because I, I didn't anticipate wrestling when we moved down to Florida. I mean, I honestly thought I was done. You know, it was like we moved down because of the weather. We moved down because uh, we loved it down here, which is funny because, you know, we, we actually are looking at possibly moving again, just not up north, actually further down south. Um you know, we're actually looking at possibly moving to Mexico within the next five years. Um, because I, I absolutely love Mexico, you know, um, just, I I'm happy there, you know, like you ever see someone with true happiness, you know, which goes into, you know, with John, whenever you were around, you know, John, you had true happiness, man. That guy just, like made everybody smile, you know, even if it was just that goofy grin he had, you know, or he would tell a joke. And so that's why, like most of the things, you know, uh, you mentioned that, that photo and I wasn't really sure which photo it was. Cause I know there's one out there that has John, Amanda, uh, and then Ferrari and myself, you know, uh, Danielle and myself, um, at, a sh at, at a show at Disney World, uh, and and that's a photo that that a lot of people went you know have gone around. There also was a photo of John in a tuxedo, cleanly shaven at our wedding, that went around. And I was I was I was mad because it was like, dude, don't share. It wasn't him. A fan had somehow gotten it. I don't know if it was Danielle's father or. You know, whatever shared it was like, dude, I don't want pictures of my wedding out there. You know, I mean, that's personal. But on the other hand, you know what? It it showed people that John was not just, you know, because that was back when he was in the Wyatt family. And it showed that he wasn't just a scruffy, dirty wife beater wearing, you know, brute. You know, it showed that he he cleaned up and he was he he could be a good guy. Um so while I was upset about it, the more I thought about it, the more I'm like, you know what? It's good that people know he's like that. But there's a lot of a lot of really cool stuff 
you know, about John that that I I really I hope people do realize how big of a loss, and I don't mean size wise because he was a big boy, but how 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 impactful of a loss this truly is, not just on a wrestling level, you know. Um, let, let me ask you this: Do you remember the uh, the first time you ever got to uh, to meet him? Uh, actually, I believe it was when. OSPW did some kind of invasion angle with Rock City Wrestling uh, at the time uh, when they were running out of that martial arts dojo in Rochester. And uh, I met him there. And, you know, at first I was kind of not really sure because, you know, John at times could be very quiet and, and he sometimes had a dry sense of humor. And, but Danielle actually was more instrumental in that than than even me meeting him backstage, you know, Ferrari, because her and at the time, you know, Amanda, who wrestled as Cindy Sin, were, you know, extremely close friends. They were very good friends. And so John and I just kind of became friends just because John was with Amanda and I was with Danielle. So it just kind of made sense. And then through that, we just got closer you know, whether it be talking about, we rarely talk about wrestling. So, I mean, whether it be talking about like, um, you know, MMA or head trauma or whatever, but that's, that's, that was the first show we were on. I remember a show, it was for Pier six wrestling in what was it? Brockton or whatever. I was supposed to do a cage match that night. Um, it actually was after we moved down to Florida, they phoned me up and, uh, Oh, that that tune from Tropic Thunder that uh, Tom Cruise does, uh, that everybody sings, Apple Bottom Jeans or whatever. I, I, I don't know the name of it. I know how it goes. I have it playing in my head. Um, I'm sure once I say Apple Bottom Jeans, people are going to know exactly what tune I'm talking about. At any rate, that comes on the radio upstairs in the locker room. And, and there's like Colin Delaney and Brody Lee and, you know, Ferrari and a couple other people all dancing around and having a blast singing that. And that's just stuff that people didn't get to see. You'd never imagine, you know, John doing anything like that because that was that that was never what fans got to see. You know? So when the news broke um on Boxing Day, um yeah. how did you find out where where were you? Um, um Actually, Danielle and I were watching <laughs> the uh, uh, Spider-Man. I think it's a far, a far way from home. It was the second one with uh, I think it was Tom Holland in it. The, the second one, and we we were only like maybe half an hour in, and then all of a sudden, my phone just starts vibrating and vibrating. You know, because I had the ringer off, but it just kept on going off and blowing up, and I'm like okay, who really wants to talk to me, you know, on, on a holiday weekend, you know? And then I looked at it and everybody's asking me if it's true that John had passed. And I'm like, uh, uh, I don't know that like this, this can't like the first thing that went through my mind is there's no way this can be true. Um, because, you know, again, 
you know, we knew that he was, you know, that 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 something was wrong. He was taken off a of TV. We knew he was sick, but we, you know, again, as as wrestlers, we even look at our own friends as being larger than life, and that they can kick out of, you know, or recover from whatever happens. And so then I checked and I found out it was true. And literally the next 48 days were, it was surreal, man. It, it was almost like a nightmare. Um, I, I kept on wanting to wake up from this bad dream um, because not only it's not only that I lost a good friend, but, you know, being good friends with Amanda and knowing, especially little Brody, you know, um, since he was first born, my heart just broke for, for them because I, I, I know if I lost Danielle, I, 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 I would be a mess and vice versa. I mean, she's, said the same thing if she lost me i can't even imagine i mean we've talked to her since but you know again i, I you know I, I i don't want to speak for anybody but i can't say that she's actually that it's actually even registered with her when you lose someone that you're that close to i mean even even with john it took me a good three days before i, I even was willing to kind of accept it. You know, I went to medical school, which a lot of people don't know, because since I moved down here, I did go to medical school. And so right away, my brain is going to the medical part, you know, to kind of like compartmentalize it, you know, maybe, I don't know, to keep me sane. Um, and, but then when I dropped that and I, I let me accept the fact that John had passed, um, it was rough, man. It, it, it just, I think of those, those boys, I, I think of Amanda, you know, yeah, I, I, I think of myself cause I lost a great friend, you know, Danielle, she lost a great friend, you know, um, you know, people read a lot that, that John used to say goodbye forever. And he did. And, and it was more of like, Hey, look, you know, um, at least the way I took it, because he never really explained it, but I took it of, hey, if we don't ever see each other again, you know, I want you to know that you're 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 in my heart forever. You know, that that's how I took it. He never really explained why he said that. I'm sure he probably explained it to somebody. He never really explained it to me, and I never really asked, you know, because I never looked at it like a morbid thing, you know. It's it's in this business, you lose people so frequently that I just took it like, hey, if something ever happens and I don't see you again, whether it be something happens to me or something would happen to him, you know, hey, you're in my heart forever. That's how I took it, you know, and so it means a lot. 
So tonight, uh, AEW Celebration of Life for the one and only Brody Lee, uh, Mr. John Huber there. Uh, a lot of uh, tweets, uh, everything on social media that's come out, uh, just about him as a professional wrestler, as well as a character of a human being, as well as a father. Uh, nobody can say a bad thing about the guy. Maybe his sports taste, and as far as the Toronto Maple Leafs, that's <laughs> the only thing. Um, but, uh, I mean, he, I, I never had the, I mean, I got to see him WWE, but I never got to see him, you know, be Brody Lee, so to speak, uh, beyond all the tributes that are happening online right now, what's your fondest memory? What are you going to take away from the character of Brody Lee or the person known as John Huber? Oh man. Um, there are so many personal memories, but probably, you know, one of the funniest things that we did was we we when when the Wyatt family first came out with all their merch, you know, he uh the funny thing is is the character that I played down here, you know, was very Bray Wyatt-ish anyway. It wasn't really all that much different than what I was doing up in Canada and stuff like that. It was a very dark and I want to say satanic character because that's not what it was, but you know, it was very similar to Bray Wyatt. So he got me the the follow the buzzard shirt when it first came out, and actually there was very few of them. It wasn't out for very long, and uh, so I was wearing it, you know, uh, around Disney anyway. And and people would walk up, and some people would recognize me. Way more people would recognize him, obviously. And whenever they asked if he was if he was if it was Luke Harper, no man, no, I'm Eric Rowan, but that's Bray Wyatt. And he would point to me, you know, and fans would just look at like, huh? I thought you were taller, you know. And and, and I mean, fans would just watch. But I mean, for us, it was it was it was a great time, you know. Um, you know, there was another time where actually he wasn't here, but he was on the phone. He was on on a uh, 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 Facetime, and little Brody, and we were playing UFC on the PlayStation. And I thought this kid had never played before. And this kid is like kicking my butt every match. And I'm like, dude, you said you never played before. And uh, so at any rate, I'm like, okay, fine. I'm going to fix you. I'm picking Donald Cerrone. Yeah. <laughs> so, and, and right away, you know, you, you hear John on the phone, Brody, Brody, don't, don't, you know, whoever Brody was going to pick, and I can't remember, he's like, don't pick that. There's no way they're going to beat Donald Cerrone, you know. Um, and it was just, it, it was fun stuff like that. I mean, at our wedding, um, we we did have a number of wrestlers at our wedding. And we, the centerpieces were almost these, like, uh, uh, glass um, martini glasses that held M&Ms. And they were the centerpiece of each table. Well, you know that tradition where you tap the glass with a fork or a knife, you know, to have the bride and groom kiss. And, you know, John kept on tapping the glass. And all of a sudden, it broke. So he asked another table for their centerpiece. And he would tap it, and it would break. I it, I mean, he wasn't trying to break them. You know, it just happened. And finally, by the third one, I got up. And I'm like, okay, stop. Nobody give that table any more centerpieces, <laughs> you know. Um, and he laughed. Yeah, it wasn't on purpose, but I mean, that was just, that was, our wedding really was fun. I mean, we had people doing like keg stands and stuff like that at our wedding because there were so many wrestlers there. I mean, we were all having fun and letting loose and John was in the middle of it. Just like, I even 
told Danielle, I'm like, I feel weird. We're not supposed to do this, but I want to join in with the keg stands, you know? Um, and he just, man, he was such, he lit up a room whenever he walked in because of his personality. Um, you, you couldn't, I mean, I remember, remember us talking about head trauma and stuff like that. Even that conversation, which is about a very serious topic. Um, remember, I remember I, 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 I bought him the, the, you know, one of Amalu's books because I'm friends with Dr. Amalu that discovered CTE. And I'm like, here, man, you're working for the fed. I know the doctor that is in charge of things there. Um, I want you to read this, you know, and he knew, I mean, he had done his research anyway. I mean, John was very, very intelligent. Um, and you know, he read it and he, he loved the book and stuff like that. And I'm like, you know, I'll, I'll try my best to get one autograph for you, you know, cause you know, I I'm friends with Amalu, but getting a hold of him sometimes is you know, incredibly difficult. Obviously he's a very busy man. Um, but he just, John, there's some wrestlers that you know you're going to get that phone call. You know you're going to get that phone call or text message. Um, John was never, ever on that list. I mean, never did me or I think anyone else expect him to pass i mean i don't think any you know every wrestler knows that they have that list of wrestlers that oh i i you know axel rotten's a great example i he was on that list of people that that i knew very well that i knew i was going to get that text message or phone call that he had passed and he did john though never i mean never because he was so healthy you know and so when he did, it just, you know, man, the world lost a great man. His wife lost an amazing husband and, 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 and an amazing best friend. His boys lost the greatest father someone could ask for. He loved those boys so Dude, he loved those boys so much. And if you yeah. mm. if you look at those pictures with him with the boys and you see um you see the smile on his face. And then you remember stuff like little Brody getting up whenever John would come on TV. Ugh. And he would stand up and he would do the same mannerisms and he'd point to the TV and he'd say, Daddy. And, dude, I can't even imagine what it's like to be in a man's position. You know, um, I know she's been talking to Danielle a lot, you know, and stuff, and a lot of other people. I mean, God knows her phone is blowing up more than mine ever could. 
Uh, and, and I haven't texted her because you know what, if she gets that five minutes of peace where she can close her eyes and just be focused on herself for even five minutes, I don't want to disturb that because she needs that. Um, but it hurts, man. I mean, it, 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 it. I lost a very close friend. A lot of people lost a very close friend. And fans, there's fans that have never met him that are sitting here that that one dirt sheet writer wrote like a really crappy article for the torch. And they're the reason that dude's fired, you know, uh, because they didn't even know John on a personal level. And they stood up for him because, be, because they knew that that was wrong. And I mean, all of us as wrestlers stood up for him because we knew it was wrong as well. If you remember John as anything, man, he, I point this out to Danielle. I never, ever, ever thought that I would see on the front page of CNN, one of my close friends passing and i know a lot of people man i mean you know between film and music and stuff like that i know a lot of people never once did i expect to see that and then when i seen it it was like what what the i'm trying not to swear but i mean what the f you know is the best way for me to 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 put it i now that it's kicking in though yeah, like it crying on and off because it's I like you mentioned the AEW show tonight. I don't I'm gonna record it, I'm gonna watch it at some point, but I don't think I can watch that tonight. I I just I don't think I, I think I'm gonna be crying the whole time. Yeah. Um it is it's touching tribute by AEW to do what they're doing tonight i'll tell you that so it's going to be a lot of closure for a lot of wrestling fans who need it right now um i'll tell you this i tuned into monday night raw this past monday uh they didn't do him just uh, justice at all so when it comes down to tonight i know it's uh i mean uh he as a human being and like i said the stories coming out on twitter your personal stories there as well i mean he was just a remarkable man who passed away way before he he should have um in saying that, I want to thank you for taking this time to to share your stories, share your memories of uh, John Huber, uh, a.k.a. Brody Lee. Um, it was interesting yesterday to see what happened with the torch, and I commend Wade Keller for that, yes. uh, for doing what he did, and it wasn't right. Uh, but, uh, I mean, it is uh, it is what it is, and, and there are garbage journalists out there. Uh, Mark, uh, I know you're on Facebook as well as Twitter and Instagram. Um, the suicide Messiah <laughs> name is was the easiest way to put as and you guys you can see the scrolling across the bottom of the screen there. But if you go on Facebook, uh, type in either Mark Mandrake or the Suicide Messiah, uh, you'll be able to uh, to see his pages up on there. But are you uh, you're, you're pretty active on social media? Is that right? Yeah, I mean, I try to be as much as I can. Honestly, the Suicide Messiah Facebook page is the best one because if you add me by Mark Mandrake, unless I know you personally, I'm not going to add you. Uh, no offense. It's just that's primarily for friends and family. Uh, the Suicide Messiah page, though, I'm still very active. If people send me a message, if people comment, I will comment back, message back, what have you. 
Um, you know, Twitter, honestly, Twitter, eh, it's a mixed bag depending on how you feel about politics. Cause I, I do end up, I mean, a lot of that is politics, especially in Florida are messed up, man. <laughs> and, and it comes out on my Twitter, uh, in, in Instagram, yeah, I'm active. A lot of it, though, is especially because UFC was running every week, and I'm a huge UFC fan. It was just posting the cards and stuff like that. Uh, but when COVID lifts and we get to get out and do more stuff and go more places, more pictures will be uploaded to Instagram. So I try my best to be as active as I can. Um, it's just I don't go anywhere. Uh, you know, with COVID and the quarantine and stuff like that, I, I really, I don't go anywhere um, because in Florida, some people wear face masks, some people don't. And I've had pneumonia twice. As a matter of fact, once was, once I checked out the hospital and went up to Canada to wrestle and then checked back into the hospital. Um, and there was somebody, and I can't remember who it was, but it was somebody that would bash me online all the time. And I'm like, hey, make sure when you slam me online that you mention that I checked out of the hospital with pneumonia to wrestle this match just to go back to the hospital. Make sure you say that before you trash me. Um, kid, never trash me again. <laughs> you know? Um, but, yeah, I try to be as active as, as I can. And, and, and sometimes, you know, like everybody – I need a kick in the butt sometimes, you know? Uh, so if people message me, yes, I, I definitely will interact. So once again, thank you very much for the time. My thoughts and prayers are with both you as well as Danielle, the wrestling community down there in Florida. Uh, it's uh, it's going to be a tough night to watch. I mean, a lot of tears are going to be shed, but uh, like I said, it's uh, be good closure for the internet wrestling community. Again, once again, Mark Mandrake, thank you very much for taking the time to do the interview. And uh, thoughts, prayers, and, and well wishes are with you guys down there in Florida. Thank you, Chris. I appreciate it. It was good seeing you again. Thank you very much. And you have a wonderful day, okay? You too, man. All right. Thank, thank you. you. Bye-bye. So, guys, that was my interview earlier today with the one and only Mark Mandrake. Um, again, it's still uh, hitting that, uh, you know, John Hebers passed away uh, on Boxing Day. Um uh, Mark and I, you know, after the interview had aired, uh, you know, it's in, you know, I, I 100% agree with the fact is I just want to wake up and realize this is the bad dream and, uh, you know, it never took place and um, uh, it sucks and it sucks for a lot of people and I'm saying this as a wrestling fan, you know what I mean? And um, uh, obviously, Brody Lee, John Huber touched a lot of people um, in a lot of different ways, professionally, personally, and uh, he just... Um, Sounds like, uh, you know, if, if we could be half of the character that he was inside and outside of the ring, uh, we'd be good people uh, easily. Um, I just want to say this before I go into CWN news here, but uh, on the same day, uh, and this is how it started. And I remember saying to myself, you know what, I'm going to take a break from doing website work for a couple of days, Christmas, everything else. And then all of a sudden I go and see Danny Hodge passes away. So WB.com uh, goes and says, WB is saddened to learn that Danny Hodge passed away today at the age of 88. Hodge will be remembered as the true trailblazer and the only man to ever win national titles in both wrestling and boxing. Oklahoma natives highly decorated career included recogni recognition as a three-time NCAA champion. Olympic silver medalist, national golden gloves, heavyweight champion, eight-time NWA world junior heavyweight champion, consummate uh, competitor in the ring, WB Hall of Famer, Brett Hart, uh, referred to Hodge as one of the greatest wrestlers in pro wrestling or amateur wrestling there's ever been. 
Uh, Hodge returned for two appearances on Raw. Uh, 2005, 2012, and again, all the tributes that went out to him that day, absolutely amazing as well. So I'd seen that and went to cwnonline.ca and posted that article uh, courtesy of www.com, and the next thing you know, uh, the end of the night goes, and um, I'm on YouTube of all places, and I see the news break uh, from a gentleman named uh, Harold Kennedy. People know him as New Scott. And, uh, you know, I, I see that he had posted uh, with regards to John Huber passing away at 41 years old. And I said that this can't be right. And I go and then, you know, that trickle effect of website to website. And it's, uh, you know, it is what it is. Um, but boxing, it was a tough day as far as uh, wrestling uh, went. And uh, again, my thoughts, prayers, uh, family, friends, fans of John Huber, uh, Brody Lee, uh, Luke Harper, as well as Danny Hodge uh, that day as well. Um, guys, as far as CWN goes, uh, my goal was for episode 20 was to do a prediction show for 2021 as well as uh, a recap show for the year 2020. So your review, so to speak, uh, that obviously has not taken place. I'm going to try for next week, though. So I'm going to see if I can try to get one out there for next week. Might not be as detailed as the one I had originally planned, but I still want to do something, uh, you know, as far as uh, some of the great stuff that did happen in 2020. Uh, Edge uh, returning, obviously, being probably number one to me there. Uh, but, uh, you know, it, uh, amongst everything that was bad, there was uh, uh, some good moments in wrestling, as well as mixed martial arts in 2020, as well as I want to do an outlook towards uh, 2021 as far as, uh, you know, what I think is going to happen and uh, where things are going to go and this and that. So I'm going to aim for next week. As far as New Japan for wrestling goes, Wrestle Kingdom 15 taking place July, July, <laughs> January 4th and 5th. Um, I want to do prediction show, obviously, for that. I might do a bonus episode because if I look at the calendar here, we're at uh, January, January, December 30th, um, which would put our next show either the 6th, 7th, or 8th of January and well past um, uh, New Japan for Wrestling Wrestle Kingdom. So I might do a bonus show uh, this coming weekend. Or might do one on Monday, but uh, I will get something out there as far as New Japan for wrestling goes. It's probably a, a double prediction show and then uh, probably a double recap show as well. But look for um, news on cwnonline.ca uh, to take place there as far as New Japan for wrestling goes. Um, as far as the website itself goes, cwnonline.ca. Um, Major changes, that's all I can say, are coming next year. And when I say next year, I'm talking a matter of days. Uh, I have thought about it. I have talked about it with uh, certain people. And uh, CWN will undergo some uh, some changing. And it's uh, going to be for the better. Uh, you might not see the same s sort of 300 articles uh, get reposted, so to speak. Uh, maybe it's maybe going to closer to 50 to 100 articles in a given month. Uh, but the goal is to make cwnonline.ca into a reputable website uh, with a hundred percent original content. So I'm going to leave it at that. It's it's in the works right now. I know where uh, my mindset's going, where the direction I want to go is. And I've talked to some of the right people who are on board. Uh, you know, it's just a matter of being passionate 
And but I do want to make cwnonline.ca uh, 100% original. So no more aggregating, uh, no more saying, hey, this article exists over here. Uh, my goal is to make it 100% original content. And uh, I'll leave it at that for uh, for now there. Uh, guys, this has been episode 20 of CWN Weekly. As always, you can check out uh, the show feedback at cwnonline.ca. Uh, let me know what you thought uh, of this show. Let me, uh, memories, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, um, anything like that of John Huber, Brody Lee, uh, Luke Harper, Danny Hodge, uh, uh, the week uh, that was as far as wrestling goes. Uh, let me know of your ideas, uh, you know, as far as cwnonline.ca uh, changing into original website and, and some of the stuff that you want to see on there. Uh, but uh, like I said, feedback at cwnonline.ca is the best way to get in touch with uh, the website there. Um, and as always, guys, check me out at Chris Maloney CWN. That is on Twitter, Instagram, as well as Reddit. Had maybe a few choice words uh, for uh, Bruce Mitchell uh, last night, uh, but uh, you know what? He deserved it. Uh, he's uh, since deactivated his, his Twitter account. Um, you know, but, uh, uh, that is my personal account as far as anything wrestling goes. So, uh, if I want to shoot off my mouth, I'm going to do it through at Chris Maloney, CWN. Um, and when I say shoot off my mouth, I just mean being a wrestling fan, but, uh, I, I keep that separate from the CWN account. So CWN online, as far as Twitter goes, and then that's uh, different from my personal account that has to do with my family and all this sort of stuff as well. But at Chris Maloney, CWN, uh, guys, it's been a different show um, and, uh, you know, it's, uh, where are we here? About 7.13 Eastern Standard Time, about 45 minutes until AEW Tribute to uh, uh, the one and only John Heber Brody Lee takes place, Celebration of Life. So I'm going to get some food into me. I'm going to find that Kleenex box. I'm going to find that uh, that beer in the fridge, and I'm going to get all set for AEW Dynamite uh, Celebration of Life for Brody Lee tonight. Um, and, uh, you know, it's uh, it's it's been a tough week. It's been a tough couple days. Uh, I think a lot of us are going to be crying together tonight, um, but, uh, you know, enjoy the show uh, for what it is. And, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, it's uh, AEW's way of paying respect towards one of their performers there. So, uh, guys, until um, next show, which uh, is 21, but uh, like I said, there might be a bonus episode. We'll have to wait and see, but uh, keep your eyes posted. CW1online.ca and, uh, yeah, I guess that is it. So in the um, touching words of the one and only Brody Lee, uh, uh, John Huber, uh, goodbye forever. <laughs>